So right now we're going to take a few minute, moments. Um, I'm going to change it up. Can I get slide number two up there again real fast during this time? Um, right now we're just going to be stretching, go get a drink, say hi, go visit, go sign up at the table. Um, we have two ongoing fundraisers that we're starting. Um, please go get information about that. Um, the sign-up sheet back there isn't saying I'm committing to help. It's just saying I want information and we can have a conversation, okay? So please do that right now. Everybody stand up. I was going to do a game but and make the make Pastor Phil and Pastor Nate do it, but, but, but I'm, I changed my mind. So, um, but please stand up, say hey to everybody, um, and, and go sign up and do the table up there. Jared. All right, all right. Let's have a seat. Let's have a seat. Oh, if also if you feel like you want to partner with us financially, there are buckets up here um, that you can give, or and there's a bucket back there at the table you can give, and uh, everything in the buckets now will go directly to the youth. Let's have a seat. Let's have a seat. Code gray. Code gray. Just get ready. Thank you. Amen. Mm. God's got some more stuff. So... I have an awesome opportunity to grace this pulpit, and I've had a month and a half to think about it and pray about it, and I'm just honored to be able to share the pulpit with the fine, amazing, powerful, God-given preaching team that we have. So can we just take a minute and give it up for those who preach on a regular basis? So here's the deal. I don't, they didn't tell me where my window is, so I don't even know how far I can walk, but I'm, so I'm hoping I'm going to stay on camera because they didn't tell me my window. I meant to ask, but I had a lot of other stuff on mine, but here's the deal. I've been praying, praying for this. Our team has been going after this for a month and a half, 
And part of what we wanted to do is just share what our vision was, and the video will come. But the other thing is, which is the most important, we just wanted to get it out of the way and let God do what God wants to do. And in that month and a half, God was just, just flooding me with just tons of different things. And I'm like, God, I don't have time to say all that. I don't have time to do all that. I, I, there's, there's just not enough time. And, and what, I've, what I've discovered over the years that when he floods me with so much just spinning around and I'm like, I can't, I can't grab anything. What he tells me in the moment, he's like, he's like, yeah, but I will do it anyway because it's what I'm going to do and you don't have to say a word. And so I know God is doing some amazing and powerful things. God is speaking to you. God is, it is shaking your foundation um, and shaking the things that are holding you back. And it doesn't matter what I say. It really doesn't. God's going to do what God's going to do. And um, I am... I'm not normal, number one. I'm a youth pastor, and I love it. But I'm not normal, and I don't fit into a box. I don't, I'm a big guy. I don't fit into a box anyway. So, um, but I don't, I, don't, I don't fit into the box. And one of the things that God is saying, and, and, and this is, this is, this is going to be the second time that God has said it to do it this way. You don't have to wait till I'm done. God wants to do some stuff right now. So I'm giving you absolute freedom because I think God is already stirring in some of you. If you feel God stirring and you know, like, man, that's me, I'm going to ask you, even in the middle of this, to come up to the altar. I've already told my team to be ready, and we're going to have people praying for you. People online, do, do, the, do the comments. we got people waiting to, to talk to you on YouTube or on Facebook. I'm just saying I'm giving you the freedom to move in any moment of anything that I say or anything that, that touches your heart. is the power of the cross. If you got your Bibles, go to Matthew 27. And I, and I don't have a thing up there because I'm not that good yet. Talented like everybody else who has stuff ready. Matthew chapter 27. Verse love pages. That, man, I miss that in the youth. I love hearing pages. That is so amazing. They don't have pages. I just hear swipes. So, <laughs> or clicks or um, sometimes I'm like, yeah, you're not on your, your Bible app. And they were like, yeah, I am. I'm like, show me. No, I'm not. It anyway, sorry. Side really. note. <sighs> verse, verse 45. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, Lama Shabakia, this is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood here, when they heard that, said, this man is calling for Elisha. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink. Verse 49. The rest said, let him alone. Let us see if Elisha will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, a veil, or behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two, top to bottom, and the earth, and it, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the graves. 
After his resurrection, they were seen in the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those who and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that were happening, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this is the Son of God. We're going we're gonna to do a song right at the beginning. And if the song begins to touch you, please come down, because I told you my team's already ready to come and pray for you. Pray for you. But see, this was a song that Cody wrote, and it is absolutely amazing. And it gives a story of what, about, what I'm about to preach. And I think we, we, we should have words, and, I, and he's going to sing it at the end during the altar time. But I want you to listen. So I'm going to pray, and as soon as I say amen, he's, he's going he's gonna to sing. Dear Father, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you, Lord, that I get to partner with you to do these amazing things in these people. The things that, that you want done, the breakthroughs, the salvations, the healings. So God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that every word that comes out of my mouth would be unction to the Holy Spirit. I pray they would hear you instead of me. I pray they would see you instead of me. I pray, Lord Jesus, as they begin, as you begin to move systematically in people's hearts and people's lives, that they would begin to be set free and they would, they would get it. Because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, what you can do in 20 seconds will make, take man 20 years. So God, I pray you would give them the courage to just come and say, God, I want you and I want you now because I'm tired of where I'm at. Be set free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, let me do it here. Yeah, there we go. I don't need to tell you how broken it was before. I was locked inside a prison when you opened up a door. Every win was nothing, but the losses weighed me down. My thoughts consumed by the doom and gloom that was bound to come around. Good thing. I'm not myself anymore Don't be surprised The person I'm becoming Is reflected in my father's eyes I'm not myself anymore Been made new in all my broken parts Were put up there upon the cross with you I'm not myself anymore not myself anymore I could never purchase this gift you gave for free I could never work to earn this new life that lives in me I'm learning what it means when they tell me that I'm saved that Jesus on the cross means my old life is in the grave so all the curses and depression and rejection from before 
They are six feet underground and they can't hurt me anymore. I'm adopted and I'm chosen and empowered and embraced. And you robbed me of my poverty and put kindness in its place. Yeah, I'm not myself anymore. Don't be surprised the person I'm becoming is reflected in my father's eyes. I'm not myself anymore. I've been made new and all my broken parts were put up there upon the cross with you. I'm not myself anymore. Wake up, wake up, we are the ones who overcome. My broken self-reflection now is mended in your love. Wake up, we are the ones who overcome. My broken self-reflection now is mended in your love. Wake up, we are the ones who overcome. My broken self-reflection now is mended in your love. Wake up, we are the ones who overcome. My broken self-reflection now is mended in your love. I'm not myself anymore. Don't be surprised the person I'm becoming is reflected in my father's eyes. I'm not myself anymore. I've been made new and all my broken parts were put up there upon the cross with you I'm not myself anymore I'm not myself anymore I'm not myself anymore mm. <clears throat> Amen Ooh. Hallelujah, hallelujah Thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus We've been talking about the power of the cross, and, and I love that immediately when they said that that's the month that we've, we landed on, that this was going to do this. I was like, oh, man, that is so amazing. And so I've been praying about it for a little while, and I'm like, okay, God, what do you want? <clears throat> what do you want to do? What do you want to say? And all I kept getting was, he's like, just the power of the cross and the truth. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Because there's so much truth that needs to be had. And, and I felt like God is more focused on what he wants to do, and that's why worship was amazing, and that's, that's why I'm saying I'm opening up to the altars right now to just receive whatever God has. But it says, now from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, which is actually from noon to three, there was darkness over all the land. It was from noon to three. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, and as I was reading that, I just really felt 
like God was saying, I want to just take a minute and I want to focus on that. And so I, I, I did my best to look it up in the Greek and um, the word darkness, and it means shadow. To obscure or blind, be full of darkness. And I worked up the, the actual word of darkness and it says, absent of light, wickedness or evil, lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge or enlightenment, lack of sight, blindness or concealment. And see, sometimes, guys, when we're walking our life and we're, and we're going through our daily lives, and even if, those, even if we love Christ, stuff happens sometimes. Stuff happens sometimes, and sometimes we're in the middle, and we feel like we're in the middle of darkness. We feel like, man, there's, I can't see in front of my face. God, I love you, but I can't see you in front of my face. And see, it wasn't just a storm coming in that day about darkness. That's not what it was about. It said from noon to three, suddenly, there was just, and it was kind of, they said, I read someplace, it was an overshadow. And so it was literally Satan casting over everything that he has ever put on us. Everything that he's ever put on you. Yes, it's about, yes, it is about salvation, but it is so much more than just salvation. It is the cross and the truth of the cross is that he took all, everything that we ever did, our sin. But he also took our shame and he took our, our bitterness and he took our anger to set us free. Literally for three hours, everything that we, it would have taken us an eternity for God to put on us, he put on his own son for those three hours. For three hours, he lived in an eternity without Christ. Because his love for you is so much more than that. He's like, I will suffer the cross because I want you to be set free. I want you to be delivered. I want you to be healed. I want you to understand the power of the cross. The power of the cross is more than just sin. It is to set you free. For every chain to be broken in your life. Every addiction to be broken of your life. Everything to be set free. He took that for you. He took that for me. There was literally a shadow of darkness. And even on her goodest days, our best days, I'm like, man, I feel good today. I feel like some of you still have a shadow of darkness over you. And Satan is just hovering over you, hovering over your promises, hovering over your gifts. Hovering over your anointing, hovering over your job, hovering over your finances, hovering over you. They were terrified. They were terrified. It wasn't just a storm coming in and oh, or it wasn't just an eclipse. Oh, no, there was a level of a spiritual warfare going on in that moment. Because Satan doesn't want you to be set free. Satan doesn't want you to become who God created you to be. Satan does not want you to experience the fullness of the power of the cross and the truth of the cross. And there was a hovering of darkness. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, la shamabaka. I probably butchered that. That is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of them, those who stood there, where they heard that, said, the man is calling 
for Elisha. Immediately, they went and got some, some wine to put on a sponge. They filled it. And they offered him a drink. And they said, let him be. Let's see if Elijah shall come save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice. And in Luke 24, 46, and it says, And Jesus said, and Jesus had cried out with a loud voice. I'm sorry, I'm going to see, read John 19, 30. It says, As so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, Guys, I can't lift this arm because of the complications. But just imagine this arm is up here, okay? It's up here, like this. And the Bible said for three hours he took God, and God abandoned him, and he turned his back on him, so God wouldn't have to turn his back on him. And at the end of three hours, he goes, It's finished! It is finished! He said with a loud voice, then I look 20, 23, verse 46, Father, into hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Because from the very beginning, God is saying, I need my people to know that they are set free. I need to know, I need, my people need to know that they are set apart. I need you to know that, that you matter to God. And for three hours, Every addiction was put upon him. Every sin was put upon him. Every, every nasty thought was put upon him. Every chain that I suffer with because of, my, because of family, generational curses was put on him. So that you can be set free. That you could be set free. And he said in that moment, it is finished. And he says, I commit my spirit to you. And he gave up the breath. And in that moment, darkness was broken. The overshadow was broken. The darkness and the fear and the, and the, and the self-loathing was broken. The depression was broken. Everything was broken in that moment because God, who knew not sin, became sin so that we could have victory. He took those addictions so we wouldn't have to have addictions in our life, that we would be set free. He's saying, I will become what the devil wants me to be so that you can become who God wants you to be. God set you free. And as I was praying in here, I'm telling you, God's beginning to move. And, and for whatever reason, I, okay, let me not say that. But for whatever reason, he's starting over here and he's just coming in waves. And he's coming in waves right now, just moving. Because it's not necessarily what I have to say. It's exactly what God wants to do in your life. And you said at the beginning, 
God, I am here. God, set me free. God, speak to me. And in this moment, I don't want you to listen to anything that I have to say, but I want you to listen to the scriptures. I want you to listen to the spirit. I want you to begin to listen to the movement. And even online, begin to just feel the power of God breaking that darkness over your life because the power of the cross and the truth says, and the Bible says the truth will set you free. You are to be set free today. Because in that moment, verse 51, then behold, the veil of the temple was torn into two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, or they were dead and they were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went to the holy city and were seen. Yes, the cross is about giving our sins over to him so that we can, that we can enter into eternity of heaven. And I'm not trying to belittle that, but I'm, but I'm here to tell you, God is saying that cross is so much more. The power of the cross is so much more than just sin. It is so that we can be healed. Like, I can't raise my arm. Like, I can't because of the complications that are happening, but I'm still set free. There's sometimes I can barely walk because of a complication that happened during surgery with my hip, but I'm still set free. And God has got me here today speaking to you his word because he says, I want my people to be set free. But you have to say, God, I want to be set free. God, I'm going to be set free. And sometimes it's just like I said earlier, it's about moving. You got to move towards him. You got to move towards his glory. He came as far as he could go. And he said, okay, now you come the rest to be set free from disease and, and sickness so that we can be set free. Be who God created you to be, who he intended you to be when he was forming you in your mama's womb. Be who God wants you to be. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, By canceling the record of debt that stood against us, that its legal demands, that he has set aside, nailing it to the cross. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20, And though, and through him, to reconcile to himself the things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. I hear God saying, some of you, you are living in turmoil. There is no peace anywhere in your life. But he said, I shed my blood on the cross so that you can have peace. Circumstances may not change. The storm around you may continue. But in the midst of the storm, you will have peace. God said it is finished. Jesus said it is finished. The power of the cross is desiring his desire, his heart is so that you will have peace. Peace. We don't have to fight anymore, guys. 
We don't have to sacrifice anymore like they used it in the Old Testament. Yes, God would ask us of some things, and, and, I'm not, and I'm not denying that, but it is a free gift. All you have to do is say yes. And the power of God will come inside of you and will begin to set you free. And to begin to deliver you. Well, you have peace that passeth all understanding. I don't know if this is for online or if this is here, but I feel like I need to tell you the invitation again. God says, he's drawing you. Come down. Come down right now. It's your choice. It's always your choice. He's a gentleman. But God says, I want to give you peace. Where there is no peace. I want to give you peace. Mm. Whew. Man, God's doing a work. Whew. Hallelujah. Through the Son, same verse, just a different translation. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. Through the Son, then God decided to bring the whole universe back to Himself. God made peace through His Son's blood on the cross, and so brought back to himself all things, but on the earth and in heaven. Because see, sin separated us at the very beginning. It separated us from God in communication and in knowledge. It literally spun us into the world of darkness. So we don't understand who God is anymore. We didn't understand. We, didn't, we, didn't, we couldn't see who God was anymore. And we started doing things on our own. And he said at the, the power of the cross, what happened in that moment for those three hours, he brought everything that he had ever created back into himself. He reached out to you through time and space and in this moment. Because, see, I don't believe by accidents. I believe by divine appointment that everybody is in this room is to hear something, and even online, is to hear something that I am saying. Because God desires for every single person to experience him in a, in a way that you either haven't done it in a while or that you have never experienced before. He reached across time in those three hours to grab your heart right now. And he's, and he's asking, he's saying, I want you to be set free. I want you to be delivered. I want you to understand who you are in me. I want you to understand what you can do through me. I want you to understand the calling that you have. I want you to understand the anointing that you carry. I want you to understand that you don't have to have those chains weigh you down. You don't have to sit there in, in misery or depression, you can be set free tonight. Today, I'm used to preaching tonight. You can be set free. Pain and hurt, sorrow, sickness, past hurts from people. I love people, but people are horrible. I, I just, I'm just, they just are. 
Most of them. I'm a good guy, so come help me. (laughs) But those past hurts, those past pains, those past wounds, God says, just give them to me. Give them to me. I took them on the cross. So you don't have to do it. You don't have to feel it. You don't have to experience it anymore. Satan wants you to stay trapped. But the power of the cross is that you are set free. I love the sin factor that I get to go to heaven. That's an amazing thing. But I'm here to tell you that's more than just I get to walk into heaven at the, at just at the slide into home base, at the, just the tail end, the final no. God says, I get to walk victoriously. It's not just I barely made it to home, but I did a grand, God did a grand slam. And so we just trotting right into heaven. We just trotting. Psalms 91, he who dwells in the, sh- the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Because see, in that moment of darkness, there was that shadow of the, of the enemy hovering over things, making people terrified, maybe making people afraid, making people doubt, making people wonder. But in the moment that he said, it is finished, then there was a shifting that happened in the spirit. He says, no longer are my people over or have it underneath the enemy. But now I'm going to come over and I'm going to have my shadow under over you. And I'm going to have the glory of God coming upon them and, and delivering them and setting them free. So it is no longer darkness, but it is light. You are set free because God is overshadowing us. And where there is God, there is no shadow. We are literally stepping into his light and his glory to where we can be set free. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be scared. We don't have to sit here and deal with sickness. And even though sometimes, like, God hasn't healed me completely. I can't do this. But he's healing me in stages, and he told me that. He's like, I'm not going to heal you all the way. I'm going to heal you in stages. And I told God, I don't like that. And he says, but no matter, that's what I want you to do. I'm like, fine. But I'm here standing you today. Preaching the gospel, allowing God to, to take everything that I say and pour it into you. and Because it, it doesn't matter if I, in this moment I am not healed. Because I am set free from that sickness. I am set free from this disease. I am set free so that I can still do what I am called to do. So that you can still do what you're called to do. So that you can be set free. Because I am no longer underneath the enemy. But I'm underneath God Almighty. The shadow of his glory shines over you. God just said some of you need that shadow switched. Some of you are living under the mindset, I'm saved, but I still, I'm still underneath Satan. So if that's you, come down. Say, God, I need that mind switched. I need to be set free. I need your shadow of the Almighty to come over me. If that's you, even if you're online, begin to text in, and we got people ready to respond. If that's you, begin to respond. Because God could do in 20 seconds what it'll take man 20 years. But in Isaiah 53, 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon his chastisement, 
that brought us peace, but with his stripes we were healed. Same verse, but a different, same, same verse, but a different version. But he was pierced because of our rebellion. He was pierced because of our rebellion. Because sometimes, I wasn't going to focus on that, but this is what I hear, so I don't know if it's for you or online, or even in the future. But he says, some of you sat there and you turned your back on God in a moment because you just had enough. And you said, I'm not worthy because I turned my back on you. But he says, I died for your rebellion and I still love you. I don't care what you did. I don't care what your decision was in the moment. I don't care. I still died for you. Because there was a season in my life, some of you don't know, but I've been preaching since I was 16 years old. Been youth pastors in several different churches, but there was a season in my life where I just had enough. I just had enough. I was still saved. I, was, I still believed I was going to heaven. Because I didn't completely run over here to the other side, which you can, I believe. But I was, I, was, I was kind of sitting here in the middle. I wasn't doing what I was created to do. I wasn't living like God had put, it, what put inside of me. I was just sitting. And he, kept, and he kept nudging. And he kept asking. And he kept pressing. And he kept pulling. And he kept tapping me on my shoulder. And there were sometimes I'm like, God, just leave me alone. I, I, was, I was angry. It's like, God, just leave me alone. And he said, okay. I'm like, no, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, don't leave me alone, just leave that alone. And he said, okay, so then he came back. That's funny, but that's what happened. And when push comes to shove, I tell you, it was in this moment, I was like, God just wants me to share this, God help me. There was a moment in my life, that probably my lowest moment, well, I wanted to commit spiritual suicide, and I know that's a weird thing, but that's the only thing I know how to describe it. I wanted to commit spiritual suicide. I loved God. There was no other option. I'm like, God, what do I got? I'm going to go to hell? I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm like that, that's, not even, that's not even a choice. But I can't be what you put inside of me because what you put inside of me was wrong. And so there was a moment I'm saying, God, I'm like, I just I want to be saved, and I want your presence, but I refuse to do and I can't do what you have called me to do. And I felt like I was in a moment of spiritual suicide. I wasn't, I wasn't killing myself. I'm like, I was physically fine. But in my soul, my soul, my spirit needed, wanted to die. Because I was so tormented for the choices that I had made. For the things that people had done to me. And see, in that moment... I was standing on the edge of a cliff. This is my spirit, not physically. I was standing in the edge of the spirit. And I was just like, God, I can't, I can't go on. I can't do it. And in my spirit, I jumped. I'm like, God, I will always love you. I will never say anything bad against you. But I will not continue anymore. 
And I jumped. And I said, I will always love you and I will always be with you. But I jumped. Again, I can't raise my arm, but I felt like I was, my arms were sprawled out and my fag was sprawled out just like you see in the movies. And I just jumped. And I was gonna, it was like I was going to do a belly flop. And in that moment, he reached down. I can't bend down, but we're going to pretend like I'm bending down. So imagine, we're going to bend down. He bent down, and he grabbed me. He grabbed me, and I was hanging, and I was just hanging off the cliff. And I jumped this way, but then all of a sudden, I was, I was on my back just in midair, and he was holding me, and it was only a thread in my heart. There was only a thread. And he was holding me by a thread of my heart. And I said, God, I can't. He said, I can't. I can't do it anymore. I can't, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. And he says, that's okay. I still love you. And I still got you. He said, but God, I can't. I can't reach up and grab your hand. He said, that's okay. I'm holding you. And I was sitting here sprawled out. And I'm like, God, I can't. This was in the spirit. I'm like, God, I can't do this anymore. He says, it doesn't matter. You don't have to do it because I'm doing it for you. And he says, I, and I even told God this. He said, God, I refuse to take your hand. He said, I don't care. I'll pull you up anyway. I'm going to pull you up anyway. And so he began to pull. And he began to pull. And it was a process. And he began to pull and say, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, I love you. I set you free. I love you. And I set you free. You are mine. Ain't nothing the enemy is going to do is ever going to take that away from you. You are called. You are anointed. You are mine. And he began to pull me up. And he said, God, I don't deserve you. He goes, I know. I'm like, no. He's like, I know. And I finally, in that moment, I said, and I got angry. And I was like, God, my entire life, I've always said I I would serve you and I love you. And I always speak when you want me to speak. But there was a season where I was silenced and I sat. And I looked right at God. Not physically, but I felt like I was. And I I told God I was angry. I was like, God, I speak. Spit in your face. That's what I told God. God, I spit in your face. I was still hanging, and he was still still holding me. And I was hanging. I was like, I don't deserve it because I spit in your face. He says, I know. He's with his other hand. He, He said, I wiped it off. And he started pulling me back up again. He said, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. But he was wounded, no, sorry, Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced because of your rebellion. So God said, it doesn't matter how far you've gone to the left or to the right. As long as your heart is still coming after me and you haven't completely shut me out, there is still hope for you to be set free. There is still hope for you to be set free. Like I said, I don't know who that was from. That was freebie. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Carly, why don't you come back up here? If we have those words 
I don't know if I don't know if we did, but if we have those words to this song, I would like those up there. Because see, here in this moment, and feel free, like still come, just come. You don't have to wait for me. Just come. Verse 51, it says, Behold, the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened. So many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and came out of the graves. That is the true power of the cross. That the veil was torn so that his Holy Spirit can come into us at any moment and we can experience the Holy of Holies. That we don't have to be the same as what we were. We can be transformed in his glory and to become who God intended him to be. God says, I want to give you peace and I want to set you free. What is the power of the cross? To be set free. Because the truth will set you free. It is finished. And that exact moment, Satan lost everything that he had. So we're going to sing this song. All right, you can sing it, but he's going to sing it. <laughs> if I can have my team coming up, because I, feel, I still feel like there's, there's more people who need to come up. So here's, here's the deal. If you got kids, go get them. It's noon. Tell Paul I love him and I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry. Same time. See, in this moment, what I was feeling is God saying, I don't, it's not just about those who have an issue or have problems. It might not even be anything that I said, but there is some of you who have something in your life that is holding you back from being who God created you to be or who God intended you to be fully. Because we all face that. We all face sections in our life. Be like, you know what? I'm good here in this thing. I'm going to be who God wanted me to be. But over here, not so much. God says in this moment, he said, I want you to be set free from every area of your life. Even if you don't know, hey man, that doesn't apply to me but you just want an encounter with God, I promise you, he's gonna start moving and flowing. I want you to come up. I want you to be like, you know what? Even if you don't even know what you're saying, just come up because God said, I set people free and I promise you, your earth will begin to shake. Your rocks will begin to split. The veil will be torn and God will begin to set you free. And you, my prayer and God's heart is that you walk out of this building different than when you came in because the power of the cross sets you free. Be different. Not for my sake, not for the youth's sake, not even for the soul, but for God's sakes. Be different because that's what he's calling you to do. Be who God puts you inside of you to be.